It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now, your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. Is it Friday? Is it really Friday? 6.07 on a Friday. Here we are, live and local. What a week it has been. Sam Bellino, welcome to the Arthur Idala Power Hour. What's up, my man? What is up, Arthur? Happy Friday. Thank you for correcting me on the run of show that uh, apparently the boss over here, the one, the only, the lovely, intelligent, breathtakingly, <laughs> average-looking, Joni Pelzer. Am I ever getting Rob Dellinger's? You got it yesterday, again? the day before. It's all too right. long. It's too long. All I mean, right, we had, right. it's a special occasion. What did I do so wrong? Didn't do anything wrong. Oh, correcting, no, no, he correcting cor- no, the show. No, Sam Bellino corrected me, and and you're right, and I'm wrong. I am. Um, oh my goodness. How I'm fast? Did, right? How fast did this week go? Oh my gosh! I swear, but and this every was a full week. week, right? This was not. There's no Martin no, Luther King. No, there's no nothing. It was a full five day week. But I will say, you are intense lately because you've got something huge coming yeah. up. Other two than things. celebrating two, with your hello. bride, Marianne. Uh, two two things. What's the other one? We found out that we're arguing the Galen Maxwell. We're arguing the Harvey Weinstein case on Wednesday, February fourteenth, and we're arguing the Galen Maxwell case on. I forget what day of the week is. It's March 12th. So, oh, boom, nothing boom. like putting it one back to back, huh? It's not like we I have guess a lot of no, choice. Uh, no, one's no in President's sta- Week vacay for one, you. And one's in state court, one's in federal court. Um, okay, you're Speaking busy. of federal court, so, you know, the only reason why I know that I'm smart is I know all the things that I don't know. So my phone pops up a little while ago, as I'm sure most of yours did. You know, uh, Donald Trump, $83 million verdict against him. Now, originally, they were asking for $10 million. I don't know what they actually asked for in the summation. His attorney, uh, Roberta Kaplan, by all accounts, is not his attorney, her attorney, uh, is, is spectacular. Um, what I heard about the Trump summation was also very good. Mr. Trump's three-minute uh, testimony obviously didn't move the needle. And it just shows you, you know, all of our egos think we could talk our way out of things. And that's why a lot of co- people who get arrested, they make these statements to the cops. Because, oh, I know if I tell them my side of the story or or lie to them, like, I'm going to fix it. And it very rarely happens. Unless, of course, the facts are on your side and you're directing law enforcement to corroborating evidence that shows you didn't do anything wrong. But here Trump wanted to just show his face and to the jury, and he did, and it didn't move the needle at all. So when I first look, and here's why I'm, I know what I don't know, is when I first see this thing pop up, say $83 million, I go, that's ridiculous. There's no way she got that amount of those amount of damages. But, and I say this sincerely, because of the obligation, and I'm like, this is never going to be upheld on appeal, etc. This is all going on in my mind. But because of the obligation I feel to you, my listeners, our listeners, our family, this intimate little scenario we have here, knowing the lawyers that listen and the judges that listen and law enforcement officials that listen, 
I said, let me make sure this is right. So I didn't go to Google. I didn't go to, to Lexis, Nexus, or Westlaw. I went to the civil attorney who I have the highest amount of respect for, who has an enormous amount of experience. And he happens to be a friend of mine for 30 years, uh, more than 30 years, <laughs> dating myself now, 1989. I don't know how many years ago. Uh, Peter Thomas. And Peter has tried... You know, a lot of people brag about how many cases they've tried. Peter's tried literally hundreds and hundreds of cases to verdict. That's what he does. He doesn't really carry a caseload. He tries other lawyers' cases. So I go, Pete. So I go, thank you. So I go, Pete, I go, this is a ridiculous verdict. It's not going to hold up. He goes, well, Supreme Court of the United States and, and other courts around the country have said punitive damages, which is punishing damages, can be up to 10 times compensatory damages so the compensatory damages are this is what we're giving the victim quote-unquote now this is civil not criminal to compensate them for their loss and here that comes out to about 18 million dollars now i don't even know how they came up with that number because i don't know what her loss was but that's but the jury heard evidence at the trial what it was and then 65 million dollars for punitive damages to punish someone and when I'm like, oh, that's ridiculous, that's a ridiculous amount of money, well, uh, Peter sent me, Peter Thomas sent me some, some law, and basically, the punitive damages depends on how much money you have. So therefore, in the closing arguments of the, pro of the plaintiff, she was saying, look, Donald Trump testified across the street at that other trial that um, Mar-a-Lago is worth $1.5 billion and another one of his properties is worth $1.2 billion. And he testified that he's worth $10 billion. So for you to punish him, for you to make it, him feel the pain so that it's a deterrent from him to doing it again, you have to hit him with a big number. And again, the courts have ruled that big number should not exceed 10 times the amount of the compensatory damages. So here, the compensatory damages seem to be 18 million. 10 times that, if I'm not mistaken, would be 180 million. They gave him basically half of that, which is 65 million. Of course, this is going to be appealed, but I will have no problem telling you as a lawyer who's been practicing 31 years, when I first looked at this, I was like, oh, that's an insane number. It's never going to be upheld. And talking to my friend Peter Thomas, who knows a lot more about this area of law than I do, I got, for you guys and for me, I got to the bottom of it, and it may not be such a crazy number. Of course it's going to be appealed because they want to procrastinate and drag this thing on. Um, but ultimately, yes, it may be, there may be a haircut here, but it may not be such a drastic haircut. Like, it's not going to go from 83 million to 8. It may go from 83 million to 53 million or 63 million. So, once again, Donald Trump has another headache on his hands, and he's waiting for the other shoe to drop from Judge Engeron, Arthur Engeron, from the lawsuit with um, Letitia James, who wants $360 million and have him banned for life. We have a great show coming up, folks. Don't go anywhere. I have Ingrid Lewis Martin. She is the chief advisor to the mayor of the city of New York. Nobody knows more than she does, so you don't want to go away. We'll be right back. This is Joe Piscopo. The following is a medical minute sponsored by my friends at InfuCare RX, a leading specialty infusion pharmacy provider for patients with complex conditions. InfuCareRx.com. Here is Dr. Tina Zeka, Allergy and Asthma Associates of Monmouth County, with this week's medical minute.
Treatment options for primary immunodeficiency can vary. The most common treatment usually involves the use of intravenous or subcutaneous immunoglobulin replacement therapy, antibiotic prophylaxis, and immune modulation or suppression. Patients should be evaluated by a board-certified immunologist. It is very important that the correct diagnosis is made and treatment should be started as soon as possible. This Medical Minute is sponsored by InfuCareRx, and the information, comments, or views expressed by the guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect the views of InfuCareRx. Please consult your medical professional for any medical questions, opinions, or guidance. Let's talk about Bay Ridge Honda and the cars at Bay Ridge Honda, the Honda Accord, the Honda Civic, the Honda Odyssey, the Honda Passport, the Honda CRV, HRV, whatever you need. If you need a small two-door stick shift Honda Civic, it's there. If you need the big passport, it's there. If you want the uh, the Swiss Army knife of vehicles, the Honda Odyssey, it's there. Where do you want to buy your Honda products? There's nowhere else to go. Don't even think about Googling anywhere else to go. Go to 4th Avenue and 88th Street in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, or go online to BayRidgeHonda.com. You can look at their new inventory. You can look at their uh, certified pre-owned inventory. The Sabah family, Robbie, Danielle, her husband, Billy, they are going to make you feel like you're part of their family when you go in there. No, there's no hard sells. These cars sell themselves. I mean... Being a Honda salesman is pretty easy. It's just whether they're going to like throw in an extra set of like floor mats or something like that. There's no haggling. There's actually right now, um, there's these special finance rates with no payments for 90 days. Uh, and their prices are on many of the vehicles are below MSRP. So don't hesitate. Go buy yourself a new car. Come on. It's the beginning of the year. You'll have three months to save up to start making payments. Bay Ridge Honda, 4th Avenue and 88th Street in Brooklyn, New York, or online at BayRidgeHonda.com. This is Greg Floyd, president of Teamsters Local 237. Join me for Reaching Out. We'll talk about the issues that matter the most to working families, union members, and everyone who cares about the future. On the next edition of Reaching Out, Greg welcomes Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg to discuss ways the Manhattan District Attorney's Office is combating crime in New York City. Tune in this Saturday at 2.30 p.m. on AM 970, The Answer. In an era where it's tough to know which news outlet to trust, at a time where it's difficult to find facts, not just opinion, there is an oasis in the news desert. It's the Cats Roundtable. John Katsimatidis, the personification of the American dream who built a multi-billion dollar business empire, talks with some of the nation's top newsmakers who are shaping the news cycle in the city, the country, and the world. Catch the Cats Roundtable every Sunday morning, starting at 8 on AM 970. The Answer. Connors and Sullivan, remember when you were in your teens and you thought you were invincible? Well, the same rationale applies to adults, too. When we're healthy, we think, I don't need a power of attorney. I don't need a health care proxy. I don't need a will now. Why should I set up a trust for my kids? I'll worry about that later on when I'm older or I'm sick. Nothing could be further from the truth. The fact is, if something happens, you might not be able to designate a power of attorney or a health care proxy. And if you want to set up trusts for your your young ones... The more the, the their gift tax, their tax ramifications, where you maybe only be able to put in a certain amount of money, and you need time to to fund those trusts. The state or the courts have a lot of control of these issues. You need to sit down with a real professional like the lawyers at Connors and Sullivan. They really know their stuff because they've been doing it for forty years and helped hundreds and hundreds of people. 
It's essential at minimum to create a power of attorney and a healthcare proxy as soon as you can. Now, when you're healthy and you could do it, Connors and Sullivan, Connors and Sullivan will help make a plan that protects you best. You'll designate who you want to make decisions for you. So for a free in-person initial consultation with a lawyer, call 718-238-6500. That's 718-238-6500. Listen to AM 970, The Answer on Alexa. Tune in iHeart Hi, it's Arthur Idala. What a good tune. Um, so, it's Friday. It's 620. Uh, I don't want to go too deep into it because I don't know that much about it. But I did see that there was a um, an article that popped up. We're going to have um, Ingrid Lewis-Martin on in a second. But I asked for a minute to talk about Andrew Cuomo, former governor, because there was... Some kind of lawsuits, and it involves the Department of Justice, and it, and it involves the governor's office. And I just want to say, you know, there was a settlement that took place. But what you have to understand in every settlement, whether it's with an insurance company or with the government, a lot of times you don't get to the merits of the case. These cases are settled without determining liability or, or fault. So just take everything you see about that with a grain of salt. It is not like a trial or is not like a criminal plea. It is just some way to get the, a nuisance out of the way. Now, here is someone who not only do I not want to get her out of the way, I want her to get right next to us because what I really wanted to bring when I started this show two years ago, I wanted to give the listeners who are in their car right now heading home or maybe at home already and they're cooking dinner and they got Alexa playing AM 970, The Answer, listening to the Idola Power Hour. I want them to get news from the source. And boy, do we have a source. Simbolina, we got a little, we got a little theme song going for me here. Welcome to The Good News Is with Ingrid Lewis-Martin, Chief Advisor to New York City Mayor Eric Adams, exclusively on the Arthur Idala Power Hour on AM 970, The Answer. And there ain't no stopping us now. And the reason why we're playing that is because Ingrid is the epitome of positive energy, positive vibes. Uh, when she, she, when you see her, you just feel good. She makes you feel good. She was at the front and center at the city of the, the state of the city speech the other day, and she lit up that whole room. So without further ado, giving us some good news, the chief advisor to the mayor of the city of New York, Ingrid Lewis Martin. Hello. Hi, Arthur. How are you? Hi, New York. How's everybody doing? Everybody is doing great. I will tell you, I was just standing, I was down in, I had lunch in Little Italy with a retired judge mm-hmm. who I know. And besides the food being great and, and the restaurant being packed on a Friday afternoon, which I was so happy to see, you know, when we stepped outside, you know, he he goes by coastal He's in California and he's back in New York. I said, Judge, look at these streets right here. We're in Little Italy. We're on Grand Street and Mulberry Street. Look how clean the streets are. And he said, I absolutely, I totally noticed that. So hats off to the New York's boldest. Um, Ingrid Lewis-Martin, I want to give you the microphone and I want you to take it away. Well, you just said something that's true. New York's 
boldest. Sanitation Commissioner Tish is at the helm. And, um, you know, the mayor's on a mission to make sure that our streets are clean, not only clean, but safe. You know, he ran on a mission um, during his campaign. He said public safety is priority. He believes that public safety is the key to prosperity for everybody. He promised to rebuild our economy and to make New York City more livable. And I'm glad to say that's what we've done. You know, jobs are up, you know, crime is down, and New York City is thriving. New York has a record. We have over 41 million private sector jobs. 41 million. That's the most in any administration's history since we've been recording jobs in New York City. We recovered all the private sector jobs that we lost during the pandemic. And we have more coming up, more down the pike. And we can thank our great Mayor Maria Torres Springer. She and her team did an awesome job of rebuilding that economy. They created over 270,000 jobs in the course of our administration. 270,000 new jobs in our administration. And we have more than 44,000 new businesses that have opened since the start of this administration. One out of every six businesses in New York City is part of our administration. So we've done a lot of good things, and there's more good things. What else do we want to hear about? Tell um, me what else you want to hear about. Crime, okay. education. You know what I want to hear about first? Hear about? Tell, I want, I, just give us a little bit uh, uh, how how the, the government works, how the local government works. In other words, there's all of these deputy mayors, there's the chief of staff, there's... Lisa Zornberg, the chief counsel, there's you, and there's the mayor. So how do you guys coordinate and make sure either you're all on the same page or you all have the same priorities or how you could each help each other? Just give me a little inside scoop of how City Hall is operating. Well, first of all, it's not, and then there's the mayor. First and foremost, there is the mayor. <laughs> he's Obviously. our principal, so he's the mayor. He's number one. And we all work in partnership, I mean, true partnership, where he gives us ideas that he would like to see come to fruition, and then it's up to the respective deputy mayor to get it done. For example, if it's something with housing, Deputy Mayor Maria Torres Springer, that's her bucket list. She handles housing. And all of her colleagues, including myself, I'm not a deputy mayor, but I am the chief advisor to the mayor. I will pitch it and I jump in and help wherever help is needed. Our chief of staff, Camille Vollett-Joseph, she's awesome. She just ensures that whatever the deputy mayor needs, whatever the staff needs, is done. I handle City Hall proper, so I don't really do agencies, but I do the day-to-day -day in City Hall itself, which a lot of people don't realize that. So I don't do a lot of agency work except when they have a problem and they need help, then they'll come to me. If there's a problem and it seems like it's unsurmountable, then it'll come across my desk. But we have, you know... We're talking, to, we're, we're talking to the chief advisor to the mayor of the city of New York, Ingrid, Ingrid Lewis Martin. Ingrid, how often do you guys talk? How often do you get together? How often do you every see day. each other? We, every day. We have a meeting every... Well, we see each other quite frequently. I may not see... We may not see each other daily, but we talk every single day. We have an 8 o'clock mandated meeting that we do with the mayor every morning. We're on an 8 o'clock Zoom. Um, sometimes we do live meetings, but most of the time we're on an 8 o'clock Zoom so that we can go through what happened during the course of the previous day and what's coming down the pipe during the course of that particular day and maybe the following day. Okay, so, so let, me tell you, let me tell you what happened to me today, Ingrid, for the first time. And, and, and you know what a booster I am and, and cheerleader I am for the city. Um, and the, the Roosevelt Hotel is literally one block away from my law office. 
And okay. I have no problem telling you when I get off the subway on the four or five or six train and I walk by the Roosevelt Hotel, I have zero problems, zero. There's typically some sort of police presence right around there. And, you know, people are lingering outside, but nothing, no one's doing anything wrong. Quite frankly, they're not even smoking weed, whereas I walk up and down other streets and they're smoking weed everywhere. But today, for the first time, when I walked into my office on 45th and 5th, right in front of the revolving doors to walk into my building, there was a man there. He was, he was slightly built. I would say he was in his late 30s or early 40s. And he had maybe an eight-year-old boy with him who had like a little boy's scooter who was kneeling down, leaning against the wall where you walk into my office. This is outside on the street. And the young man handed me a piece of paper, nicely written, and it said something along the lines of, can you please help me? I just got to this country. I have nothing. And I'm hungry, and I need to feed my son. And I literally, to be honest with you, Ingrid, I kind of blew him off. I went through the revolving door. I went into the lobby. I turned around. I saw that little boy kneeling against the wall. I went back through the revolving door, and I gave the guy money, and I pointed to him, and I pointed to his son. I go, that's for him. That's for him. And he said, yes, yes, yes. And I, and I didn't say yes. He said, CCC. He wasn't speaking English. But that's the first time that that's ever happened, that a migrant has gotten, like, you know, that close to me or in you know, right here in front of my office talk to me a little bit about what city hall is doing regarding this crisis which let's face it it's something you guys i don't think saw coming and you don't i know how you personally felt about the whole situation but let's talk about going forward what the plan is well you know first i have to commend the mayor and my colleagues for the great job that they've been doing in mitigating a national crisis on a municipality's dime so we don't have the money to really um, adequately take care of the influx of migrants that we're receiving but our team you know jock has been very fiscally astute and he's been really putting things in place so that we don't bust at the seams in terms of our budget. And it's been difficult. We have programs in place. We have them in Herbs, which is humanitarian um, rescue centers where we're putting the migrants in. We're putting them in um, congregate settings. We're moving away from hotels because the hotels are just way too expensive. We're trying to negotiate with the state. We're hopeful that Kathy Hochul, the governor, Governor Hochul, pardon me, will open up places upstate so we can send them upstate. The mayor is also talking to some of his colleagues in other states that may be willing to take some of the migrants as soon as, you know, their working papers and things of that sort kick in. We're doing the very best that we can, but the mayor was very clear. He said that if we don't get relief from the federal government as well as the state, that migrants will be visible. We don't want families on the streets. We don't want anyone on the streets, to be honest. But if we don't get relief, you will see more of that, you know, and that's, that's the sad part. But I'm here to tell you the good stuff. I don't want to live in the migrant world. We know what's going on with the migrant. And we also know that our mayor and my team members have been doing an awesome job in keeping that out of public facing. But there will come a time if the federal government doesn't do its job and put together a full-on national decompression strategy to house the migrants, and if the federal government doesn't do its job in order to put together true immigration reform, and if the governor doesn't help us additionally. But she's been a decent partner, but we need more. 
So we know that, but we don't want to live in that space because we've been doing so many good things. And New Yorkers, they don't want to hear about migrants anymore. They want to hear that overall crime is down, led by a double-digit increase in homicides and shooting. Last year, homicides went down by 25% and shootings by 11%. NYPD made the most grand larceny auto arrests in 20 years. NYPD shut down more than 50 illegal smoke shops while you know, seizing more than $23 million in illegal products. And we're working with Albany, our partners in Albany, so that 50 illegal smoke shops will become all illegal smoke shops. We need the authority. NYPD needs the authority in order to shut those smoke shops down. We took over 6,200 guns off the streets this year. That's more than 13,000 firearms since we started the administration. So New Yorkers want to hear about the good things. People are interested in their housing. I love Maybe it. <laughs> yeah. I, Ingrid, I'm not interrupting yeah. you. I love it. I love it. Don't I love interrupt it. Me. Don't ask me about those migrants. We don't want to hear about migrants. Maria <laughs> Torres Springer, she's a beast. She and her team, you know, Dan Garanik and um, HPD, um, the commission of HPD, Adolfo Carrion, they produced over 27,000 affordable homes last year, a 22% increase over previous year. HYPD financed more support homes in the city history and more homes for the formerly homeless. We unlocked billions of, of money for repairs in NYCHA. We have a preservation trust. Nostrand Houses was the first facility to vote for a trust. That means that the tenants who live there, they decided how they wanted their buildings to be maintained, and they voted for a trust. And they know now they will get the repairs. We've helped more than 15,000 households out of shelter and the department of housing. That's 18% more than in the previous year. So we need Albany to enact some legislation to help with subsidies. We know we're not going to get a 421A, and we don't want a 421A. We want something that's better than a 421A. Well, Ingrid, just we take, a minute, take a minute yeah. and explain what a 421A is, because it's important and most well, people don't know what that is. Well, 421A was, a, was, a, was an, a tax abatement. Um, it was a, it's like a, a tax abatement program for um, developers where they would get um, some um, extra money. I don't know exactly yes, what it yeah, was. They, they it would helped. get a tax credit. They would get a tax credit for building so affordable housing. Do, right, to build affordable housing. But with 421A, there were some issues that advocates pointed out where it didn't help some of the um, smaller developers that needed it. So they need a better abatement program that can help more people. And so that's what they're going to work on in Albany, and we're looking forward to it. We need an office um, conversion tax abatement as well, where we have office buildings here where people aren't in the office buildings. Although we've got more jobs than in the history of New York City, a lot of these jobs are online now. But we still have the jobs, and they're still attributed to New York City, and they're still going into our tax base. But we have some vacancies. So some of these office buildings can now be converted into apartments. But we need to have an office conversion tax abatement to help these owners of the buildings convert these buildings into affordable okay, housing. So we're talking, I got you. So we're talking to Ingrid Lewis-Martin here on the Author I Dollar Power. I was at the bottom of the hour, Friday, January 26th. We're live and local here. Um, and Ingrid Lewis-Martin, for those of you who don't know, she's the chief advisor to the mayor of the city of New York, Eric Adams. She's known him for quite some time. She's had her fingers on the pulse of the city for quite some time because she's been with Mayor Adams since he was a senator, then a borough president, and now the mayor. Um you know, a lot of the things you're talking about, Ingrid, to make things better, uh, either relied on the, the state assembly and the state senate, 
or the city council. Now, um, I know we're trying to focus on the good news, but I know the mayor also made a very bold decision. Uh, well, I don't think it's bold, but uh, he's been praised universally by law enforcement about this whole How Many Stops Act, which the city council has passed and he has vetoed. Can you just talk about that in general? Well, we're not opposed to the entire bill. opposed to the level one stops, which we feel would prevent the officers from being able to function in their job capacity appropriately. The level one are stops such as your child is missing and an officer is in the street asking anybody who walks by, have you seen this child? Have you seen this child? Do you, have you seen this child? Every time the officer asks that question of someone, that officer would have to log it. They would have to log um, the person's, you know, race to the best of their recollection or nationality, um, age, you know, ethnicity. And, you know, not their phone number, not their name, not where they lived at, but it's still a lot of information. And an officer can ask literally hundreds of people that. He can ask a group of people. If he asks a group of 25 people, then he's supposed to log it. I ask. 25 people, one for each person. So it doesn't make any sense. You know, it, this is not stop and frisk, you know, where people, where officers, some officers, not all of them, that's very clear, we're a little overzealous. This is something different. A lot of these level ones are when the officers are doing really good and positive things to help communities. So, you know, we're hopeful that, you know, the city council will understand that it's not against them or that we don't want to give information. We just want to give information in a way that's smart and makes sense. So, you know, that's what that is. Let me but turn I want to, to talk about education. Talk I, about oh, education? you just took the words out of my mouth. I was going to say we have about four minutes left. Let me talk about another very pressing issue. You know, mayoral control, mayoral control over the public schools. So let's talk about education, Ingrid Lewis Martin. Well, it's important that the mayor gets... Four years of control over the public school, and he earned it. I mean, we have a great chancellor, and, um, you know, the chancellor understands education in a real fundamental way, and he believes that reading is just that, fundamental, and he launched New York City Reads to transform how we teach literacy to young people. And it sounds crazy, but he went back to something that I grew up with, and you probably did too, phonics. And yep. as a result, he have increased test scores. And it has decreased the racial disparities um, as a result. So if you would think about it, our math proficiency, proficiency scores have increased by 12% from 2022 to 2023. 12%. 12%. Our English language arts proficiency has increased by 3%. And that's big because in the other administration, we were losing ground. In this administration, we gained ground. You know, black students improved in proficiency by 13.8% in math and 4.5% in English language arts. And that reduced the gap between their right, you know, student peers by 2.1% and 2.2% respectively. So we're building ground. So we think we should re retain mayoral control because we're doing good work. We're doing good work.
Okay, so Ingrid, can I? You know who's doing good work? You are right now on this show. If you, this is the quietest I've ever been on a, on an interview because you're giving you no, you're giving so much substantive information. Now, look, I know I'm going to get people who are going to call me and text me, and they're going to want to, you know, some follow up questions. So I'm hoping maybe you could find some time. And you, and and I don't say this, I say this sincerely. And you're very busy schedule. Send me the follow up questions, and I'll come back. Okay, okay, I'll, I'll get Send you me some the follow-up follow up questions. Okay, yeah, now so then I know what you want. I didn't know what to say, so I'm just rattling stuff. I'm trying but to. That's great. You know, come no, 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 it's, it's it, it is great stuff. One last thing, I noticed Joan wrote down. I see forty three million dollars to boost women and gender equity. Yes, 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 yes. So you end know, on Mia a high Adams, note, Ingrid. End on a high note. Mayor Adams has a history of you know ensuring that his women counterparts, his colleagues, and the women who work for him are treated fair and equitably. When, when we were in the Senate, you know, I go with him all the way back to before he was an elected official. And we started his career together. And in the Senate, our office was comprised of a number, mostly women, either who worked in the office or who volunteered in the office. When we went to Borough Hall, the, the Borough President Adams, then Borough President Adams, his team, his executive team was mostly women, we were paid on the same scale as our male colleagues. We were cited by our attorney general, who was the public advocate for that great work. She said that we were top in the city. And by, by I think, 18%, we were better than all of his city peers in terms of having people, women, women in jobs of um, leadership and in terms of the pay scale, the equity. So that's a good thing. And at Borough Hall, you know, we were proud of that. And he took it to the next level. At City Hall, I think we have how many deputy mayors? Sheena, Mira, Ann, Mira. Anna. Yeah, I said Mira, okay. Anna, and um, I don't want to. Oh, Maria Torres Springer. Five female deputy mayors. He has a female chief of staff, Camille, and of course, yours truly, me. And then who do we have? What's our other deputy mayor? Oh, yeah, we do have our one male. <laughs> <laughs> all right Ingrid, i ran out of time i i, I gave i gave Bye. you a whole, two whole segment but listen joni's sending me signs she's like please beg her to come back beg her to come back i hope i don't have to beg give me oh. questions so i know if they have questions and you know as long as they're fair let me know and i can be better prepared because i've been promising you for a long time so i was kind of rattling things off from the top of my head but so you rattled you rattled off a lot of good things about guns about <laughs> crime about about the, yes. the, the the department of education about phonics and all of that stuff so i really really appreciate it and the listeners appreciate That's it awesome. and the people in the city of new york appreciate it so tell I would, your mother i said hi i would, I I would your she told me she loves me <laughs> she loves the way you dress that's for sure um <laughs> i would tell you have a relaxing weekend but i know that's not in the cards for you so keep on trucking we really appreciate all your hard work and everyone in city halls uh, in city halls hard work for for all of us here all eight million of us in the city of new york and thank we you. just keep on making it better and better so thank you ingrid lewis martin chief advisor to the mayor of the city of new york and arthur thank you for all the great work that you do in ensuring that the public gets to hear the truth well, that's the plan. That is the plan. Ingrid, have a great one. I appreciate it. All right, Sam Bellino, I guess we got to do like a commercial or yeah. something along those lines, right? You got some music that's to send true. me out with? It's Friday night. You got we, something we, like we Peppy? Spoke, we spoke past the music. Oh, we spoke past the music. Okay, we're going to go right to a commercial break. Don't go anywhere, folks. We'll be right back.
Tonight at 7, it's the Fun Friday edition of Radio Night Live with Kevin McCullough and Christine Nicholas. What does that mean? Broadway reviews, restaurants. We'll talk about things going on in the different bids across New York City and have a cocktail recipe or two. That's tonight at 7. War has played a key role in the history of the United States, from the nation's founding right down to the present. Wars made the United States independent, kept it together, increased its size, and established it as a global superpower. Hi, I'm James Early, host of the Key Battles of American History podcast. In each episode, I discuss American history through the lens of the most important battles of America's wars. To start listening now, go to ParthenonPodcast.com or search Key Battles of American History on your favorite podcasting platform. Dr. Sebastian Gorka here, inviting you to follow me on a cruise to Alaska this 4th of July weekend. It will be the adventure of a lifetime. Reserve your cabin today. Call 855-565-5519 or PatriotsAlaskaCruise.com. Let's talk about Fast Tech Industries because they will help you with all of your construction, demolition, and your weekly waste removal needs. Fast Tech Industries have roll-off containers from 10 to 40 yards Perfect for house, attic, and garage cleanouts or construction and demolition debris. Faztech specializes in the removal and recycling of dirt, rock, concrete, brick, and asphalt in all five boroughs and every corner of New Jersey and now serving Westchester County. Faztech is the number one supplier of recycled products. Faztech is the number one wholesaler of virgin quarry materials. And Faztech is the number one provider of roll-off containers. So what are you going to do? You're going to call Faztech, 718-494-1600. That's 718-494-1600. Mention this ad for $25 off your next roll-off container rental. Go online to Faztech, F-A-Z-T-E-C-I-N-D.com. Faztech Industries is now serving Westchester County. Faztech Industries is a DeFazio company. Hello, this is John Leventhal. I am a partner in the law firm of Idala, Bertuna & Kamins. I have been a lawyer for 43 years, including 13 years as a trial judge and 13 years as an appellate judge. I have presided over almost every kind of civil and criminal case, and I have seen litigants facing almost every legal problem you can imagine. What is the most important thing for a litigant to do? It is to obtain the right lawyer, someone with the ability to navigate you through the court system and achieve the best possible outcome. At Idala Bertun and Cammons, that is what we offer. When I was on the bench, Idala Bertun and Cammons earned the reputation of being the boutique law firm that fights passionately for their clients in the most professional manner in both civil and criminal cases. I am proud to be a member of the Idala Bertun and Cammons law firm, where our lawyers will give you the powerful representation you all deserve. Let me ask you something. Is there someone in your life or maybe you yourself that really need a jumpstart slash upgrade to a new career? Well, you know where you're going to find that new career? You know we're going to find that opportunity, that door to be swung wide open? Plaza College. Yep, Plaza College in Queens, New York. They have very many different schools that are so different from being a dental hygienist to um, doing paralegal work in the law to being a court reporter. Yes, a court reporter. You know what a court reporter is. It's the person who takes down everything you say, whether it's in a courtroom or a deposition. They do captioning for TV shows, for um, schools. And 
Court reporters are in demand. The National Court Reporters Association says there are 5,000 openings and not enough reporters to fill them. So the National Court Reporters Association, what they did is they said, look, let's put together a free program to give people a taste of what court reporting is all about. That program is called A to Z, where participants are introduced to stenography and court reporting, and sessions are being hosted right now, right now here in New York City. And guess what? Plaza College in Queens, New York, is the only school in the city with a court reporting program. So what should you do? You should go on the website and check out Plaza College, or you could sign up for the A to Z court reporting program by emailing info at plazacollege.edu. That's info at plaza, P-L-A-Z-A, college.edu. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. The IRS is the most powerful collection agency on earth. And if you owe back taxes, the news isn't good. The IRS is raising the interest rate it charges on unpaid taxes. And further rate hikes are expected. Most people don't know it, but the IRS adds interest charges to your tax debts daily. So if you owe the IRS today, you'll owe even more tomorrow. And it doesn't stop until... Until you get right with the IRS. The good news is getting right can start with one phone call to Optima Tax Relief, America's number one tax relief firm. Optima's tax professionals specialize in the Fresh Start Initiative, a powerful IRS program that can save you thousands if you qualify. In fact, the experts at Optima have resolved over $1 billion in tax debt for their clients. Call now for a free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 1433. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Whether you are searching for a new car or you're like me and you're just like a little bit of a car junkie, you know, my, my Aunt Connie, as I call her, my buddy Connie, she's like, I love your show. She's like, I'm not too big on the whole car thing. But, you know, there is a segment like Mr. Bitter who is big on the whole car thing. And, and uh, actually, Governor Cuomo is a big fan of the whole car thing um well the reason why one of the reasons why i am so happy that the sabah family and bay ridge honda has decided to sponsor the author idala power hour is because i am a car guy and i only associate with people uh with the highest level of integrity and morals and values and the Sabah family, they are the epitome of all of that. And that's why when you buy a car from Bay Ridge Honda and the Sabah family, you know that you are getting the right deal. They are going to take care of you like you're part of their family, the way they've taken care of my family from 1980 until now, like they're part of my family, their family, our family. They have finance rates if you're buying cars. They have lease deals if you're leasing cars. They have uh these payment plans where you don't pay for the car for 90 days, pretty nice to be driving a car. You're not making a car payment for, for three months. So what are you going to do? Either look at the new cars, SUVs. What's the Odyssey? The uh, caravan, the, the, the minivan. <laughs> Sorry. It's Friday at what time is it? 648. Or you could just, you know, just check out all the used cars. They have all these beautiful used cars that aren't just Hondas because they actually get trade-ins and stuff, but they're all certified, pre-owned, all at Bayridge Honda 4th Avenue and 88th Street in Bayridge, Brooklyn, or online at BayridgeHonda.com. Kevin McCullough is next on AM 970. The answer. All right, Sam Bonino. 
How you doing, man? I'm good. How are you? Now, it, this is not the Kinks version. This is the Van Halen version. Is Van Halen, yep. To? See? But originally, it was by the Kinks. Correct. And the reason why we're playing this is because Eddie Van Halen, uh, who was on most lists, he is, let's see, here on the one, Rolling Stones said he's number four. I was going to say he's always in the top ten. I'm standing corrected. Once again, he's in the top five. He died way too young. He died four years ago at the age of 65. He should be 69 years old today. He really knew how to make that guitar sing. Um, so, let me, um, you know, I, I heard McCullough's like lifting my ideas about cocktails on Fridays. <laughs> Good for him. Hey, man, you know, we're all big, one happy AM 970 family. I did. Piscopo's of the show this morning at that, uh, what was it, 8.05. We had a great time. We had a big love affair on the radio because Ariana, my daughter, would not leave my side um, all over me. Da, 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 da. And I, I was trying to go upstairs to use the phone or downstairs to use the phone. And I was like, you know what? If there's any host on the whole planet Earth who could uh, appreciate a two-year-old crawling and cooing and laughing all over you it is joe piscopo so well i did a segment holding my daughter in my arms i'm pretty sure that's never happened before um so i've been padre lou has been on this slow gin which is a lower form of alcohol red color gin kick and maybe some of you have a bottle of this or you went out and bought a bottle of this i don't know if i've ever I don't know. I, I I guess in some cocktails I've had, I've seen slow gin. So what you want to do is put in a half an ounce each of bourbon. We like that. Uh, a fresh squeezed lemon, probably like a half a lemon, and a half an ounce of slow gin. Boom, boom. So it's bourbon and slow gin and lemon. And then you just put a couple of dashes of bitters in there. And you're going to put that in one of those silver shakers with a lot of ice. You're going to shake, 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 shake. You're going to pour it into a martini glass, and you're going to have slow gin bourbon sour. Is it going to be sour? Oh, right, because of the lemon juice. Um, all right, so I think Padre Lou and Chick are out tonight with uh, my cousin, Father Anthony Sorgi. So um, and that's probably a Bay Ridge thing. Uh, so I am going to probably jet out of here right after um, this show. But I will be back tomorrow. Um, both on the radio. Uh, wait, I'm on the radio tomorrow or on Sunday, Joan? Wait, wait hold on. Joan is back. Wait, tomorrow's Saturday. Yeah. I can't. Like this week is Sam just Sam are we doing like a little best of thing? Uh, yes, on, on Sunday, Sunday at 7 p.m. Okay, so. Oh, you told I w- us 6 originally, so it's 7? I'm sorry. It is at 6 p.m. Six. Wow. Stand correct. Sam Bellino. Wow. I'm going to have to do the Fonz thing again. You wrong. So. Wait, let's tout Sam Bellino. That. It's not a best of. It's more of a two-year anniversary celebration. And you did an amazing well, job. Th- you and thank Alex. You. Thank you, Sam Bellino. Yes, thank I, you. Um, so one thing that I am looking forward to doing this weekend. So I'm going to be back here in the office. I left the office last night at one thirty in the morning. I got home at like 2.15. And, you know, you can't just like crawl into bed and like fall asleep. So on another station, um, Frank from Staten Island was interviewing um, RFK who is running for president, and uh, I did finally nod off but uh, in that interview, so I will look forward to listening to that sometime this weekend. I'll be here at my desk preparing for the um, oral argument in the Weinstein case, and uh, we'll start talking about the oral argument in the Maxwell case. Um, you know, before I was married with children, 
working on the weekend was like standard operating procedure. And there's a lot of times where I wish I could do it now because it's just like a catch-up day where the phone's not ringing. There's not all these lawyers and people asking me questions. I could just deal with stuff. So because I can't do that on the weekend, I do it late at night. So everyone is basically out of here by 7, 7.30. So I have from 7.30 until 1.30 last night. So it's like a solid six hours. I did have a, a Greek yogurt, for those of you who are worried whether I ate. And there was like some cauliflower here. I ate that as well. There's a ton um, of leftover stuff. Yeah, but it's all healthy stuff. Part. Party. Well, it's that all was great. Really yeah, I mean, we had a great week. We had Michael Bachner on. We had we had the John Katzimatidis fundraiser, a fundraiser book raiser. Book, we book, had book Kemper signing, right? We <laughs> had Kemper on. Um, we I had Frank Sedio. Yeah, we yeah. had Tom Harris Times Square Tuesday, right? Because we had the short we show. Had quite a week. And obviously, and Ang- Fix, of Ingrid La- Ingrid Lewis Martin was the highlight was, of my week. She it? was very very good. Um, next week, I'm going to give out the phone number, and people who have questions about the city. Uh, or comments, you're going to call in and you're going to give them to us. And then we're going to get Ingrid Lewis Martin on and we are going to uh, address them with her. If it's not next week, the week after, um, I am going to have Tom Swazi, the former congressman, on the show Monday. So Monday is a must listen. Uh, he's going to spend a bunch of time with us, so that'll be cool. And we'll dig in a little deep and challenge him. He's a oh, smart we had Haynes, dude. Dr. Haynes. We, got we a had Dr. Haynes, all right. He was on it. Wait, he was on, and then someone else was on for two Wednesday. segments after him. Um, Take comes Joey. Oh my God! Here's my. I head. want. Like, I, I want you. Uh, although that was the day Bachner was on it. That was Bachner for two um, segments, of course. So New York lost a legend at the age of 98. Howard Golden. He was um, the borough president of Brooklyn. He was the Democratic leader for 25 years. Um, he had a lot of power back in the day. And uh, he knew both of my grandfathers. He knew Frank Piazza because my grandfather, Frank Piazza, was a lawyer when Italian-Americans weren't lawyers. Uh, and he was involved in politics. Uh, my grandfather was. And so their paths crossed. And he knew my other grandfather, Artie Idala through because my grandfather had a newspaper column you said it by Artie Idala uh for the Daily Mirror he also worked for the Daily Mirror not besides doing his own newspaper column plus many 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 people knew my grandfather from the world of boxing uh he also knew my grandfather Artie Idala from the uh the inner circle and he passed away at 98 years old and i remember when i was in the DA's office Howard Golden gave me an award when I was in sixth grade, the Golden Record of Achievement Award. Mm-hmm. And I got it at Borough Hall. It was like a big deal. Sweet. I don't know what it was, like 10, 11. And, but I, when I was an assistant district attorney, I believe he was still the borough president. And it was before Marty Markowitz came in. And I saw him right in front of his building. And he pulled out his shield. And he goes, you got one of these? And I said, yeah, look at mine. And look at his. He goes, this shield means nothing. He goes, you can't pay your mortgage with this. You can't buy a car with this. You can't put your kids through college with this. He goes, learn from me, kid. Do your public service for a little while. That'll be nice. And go out and make yourself some money, which is basically what I did. Um, so God bless you, Howie Golden. You served this country and this this state and this city uh, with honor. He never had any real scandals. He would never charge with any crimes or anything like that. He led a really great life. Um, I'm doing my best to live a great life. I'm doing my best to do a great job as a radio host. Uh, two years in, 
We're trying this month. I'm putting a lot of pressure on everyone to come on the show. I'm trying to get the district attorneys on the show. I'm trying to get elected officials on the show. I want you to give. We got 10 seconds. We have Rebecca Seawright next week live from Albany. Assemblywoman Rebecca Seawright. So I hope you all have a good weekend. San Bellino, Joni, Alex, Sibelia, Gatulo, Piscopo. Have a great one, everybody. I'll be here working. If you want to come see me, see you on Monday. The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored by Idala Bertuna and Cammons, PC.